Time for the Liz Calloway Show. You asked for it, and we got it. Now, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. Always local. Always live. Always right. Here's Liz and Nick on Talk 94.5. Good morning and welcome to the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Welcome to your Thursday morning, January 26th. It's 9.07. It's time to have uh, our conversation. We've been talking about it pretty much all week long with Vince Everett Ellison. He is the author of quite a few books. Um, One of the ones that we always talk about is 25 Lies and, of course, Iron Triangle. And now, finally, um, the uh, release of his, I would say it's a documentary. Uh, it's called uh, Will You Go to Hell for Me? And you can go to willyougotohellforme.com to learn more about it. And Vince Everett Ellison, he's joining us right now. Good morning, Vince. Hello, Liz. I'm so happy to be with you this morning. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. And, and you know, um, we've been uh, following you for quite some time now, and uh, you're always take my breath away when we're having conversations. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on, you were talking about creating this documentary. It's finally come to fruition. What is Will You Go to Hell for Me about? Well, um, like I said on Tucker the other night, it started with a conversation. It was was an event that happened when I was traveling with my daughter, Sky. We were just coming. I picked her up from South Carolina. She was coming, coming with me to Virginia. We stopped at a at a McDonald's to get something to eat. And um, Donald Trump had just been elected president. And they were getting ready to have this march, these women's march, you know, this pro-abortion feminist march. Mm-hmm. And they were taking a caravan up, up to Washington, D.C. And uh, we were staying there at, at, at the McDonald's. And this, um, this, this very nice white lady came up to us, guy. And you know, my, my daughter's, of, of course, black. And she, of course, thought that since she was black, she thought she was a Democrat and she was a liberal. Mm-hmm. She said, we're not going up to Washington, D.C. right now to have a march to get this thing. She has to call, get this thing out of the White House hmm. for abortion and, and for women's rights. We want you to go with us. And my daughter looked at her very respectfully and said, ma'am, I am a Christian. I vote for Donald Trump, and I vote my values. I can't go with you. Hmm. And I was so pleased with her because she did it in a respectful way, and she explained her position to her in a respectful way, and the lady walked off. And I said to myself, why don't more people just say that? Right. I'm a Christian, and I vote my values, especially being a black American. You see so many Christian black people support a Democratic Party that, in my mind, is the most evil institution in the history of the world. I mean, from, from, from its inception in 1800, the party of slavery, the, the party of, of, of succession, then you go for 100 years of Jim Crow just killing black people and keeping them from voting and just just wanton murder. And now, of course, it's an evil, racist, Marxist party. Uh, yeah. They're aborting babies up to the ninth month. They're not even lying about it anymore. Mm-mm. Joe Biden stood there at, his town, at a town hall meeting when this woman stood up and said she had a transgender child that was eight years old and that she was angry at Trump because Trump was was um, not allowing, you know, uh, this all, all of this transgender stuff. And, and Joe Biden said he supported her right to transition a child, you know, and this is a Democratic Party concept that they believe in castrating little boys, calling them little girls, cutting out the breasts of little girls and calling them little boys. And they're an evil party 
Because, you know, I've always said that if you want to know what evil is, let me define it for you. Make it easy. Anybody that would harm a child mm. is evil. Right. And even Jesus Christ said, if you harm one of these little ones, it's better than a millstone be thrown around your neck and cast into the sea. So the Democrats trap children in failing schools knowing that they won't be educated. They know it, and they won't let them out. They take away their parents' right to defend themselves in these war zones. And you know, like I know, Liz, children are getting killed in, in New York, in Chicago, in Memphis, in Washington, D.C. Every day, children are getting shot while they're laying in their bed. Fentanyl is coming through, killing 100,000 children a year in America. Sex trafficking across the border. They won't stop it. You know why? Because this is how they maintain power. They see the inner cities, they see black people as a modern-day slave plantation and a cotton field. And that's still the overseers that they've always been, and they got a bunch of House Negroes that like, they are called congressmen and the Black Hawkers now in the Iron Triangle watching over them. And wow. as long as they maintain power, they're not going to change a thing. So I wrote my book. Will you go to hell for them? Because if you think that you're going to vote for all this and not be held responsible, Romans 14 and 12 says we're going to stand before God and be held accountable for everything that we do in our lives. So you go ahead and keep on voting for people that say that if you vote for me, I'm going to kill children. And I'm mm. going to castrate little boys. And I'm going to harm little girls. And see, see what happens when you stand before God. But, but Vince... So it's a warning. Yeah, but Vince, I you know I've talked to someone about this from the Democratic Party who who comes who has been raised up in the Democratic Party. Um, she's a black woman, and she says, "Well, how can I raise for, right, a vote for a racist like Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? How can I vote for someone who's going to block out African American studies in the state of Florida?" Um, and you know, they say, how can I, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. is a hero to us. How can I, um, how can I think otherwise? What do you say to someone like that? Because we're in the trenches on a daily basis and we come across Democrats, maybe not as much as we lived in New York, but still we have these conversations. We would love to bring them to the table to hear what you have to say, but they already have these blocks in their minds. So if they're not voting for the party of death and they won't vote for the party of racism, what do they do? You're supposed to be concerned, according to our Christian religion, with not what other people do about you. are supposed to be concerned about what you do. Uh, if, 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 if someone is a racist, I don't care. As long as you don't put his hands on me, we're fine. Hmm. If he puts his hands on me, I'll deal with it. But as long as he, but if I'm voting for a man that tells me that you're, I'm going to commit murder, if you vote for me, then that means you're complicit in murder. Yeah. Or am I going to vote for a man, and this is a, a what you might say a racist, but he's probably not, right? But I'm going to say that I'm not going to vote for you because you don't like me. You don't like the color of my skin. I'm a grown man. I don't care if you like the color of my skin. I'm not concerned about that. So what? You don't like me. I don't care. My job is to love you. And if you put, but as long as you don't put your hands on me, we cool. So these people are dealing with this thought, this socialism, this canard about racism. You can always call somebody a racist, a racist to make yourself feel good. You're a coward and you're a stalker. Hmm. You want white people to love you where your job as a Christian is just to love them. Thinking about talking about, I want to be not judged by the color of my skin, but by the content of my character. Let me tell you something. And this was a lie that Martin Luther King Jr. put into our community and it's still here right now. You are always judged by your character. I don't care. It's been since the beginning of time. 
with Eva with Cain and Abel when God told Cain, Cain, why are you angry? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if not, sin waits at the door to master you, but you must master it. He's telling Cain then, your character has revealed itself, Cain. Your brother Abel gave me something good, and you gave me something nasty. And I'm not going to accept your bull crap. Black people are using race as an excuse to cover up their character deficiency. Hmm. It is not your race. It is your character. So these people say they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to vote for racists. They're lying. I don't care about anybody being a racist. A racist can't harm me. I am an heir of Jesus Christ. I'm a son of God. And I'm concerned about some idiot, some racist. I'm going to look at how you, what you stand for. And Ron DeSantis and nobody else is talking about doing anything to hurt black people. Nothing. If you want to teach your black history, teach it to your children. You shouldn't ask the government to do it. That's right. Yeah. If you want to uh, 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 talk about uh, how low-down Confederates were in the past or white people, whatever, do it. But you shouldn't ask the government to do it. You would prefer to vote to castrate and murder children. <laughs> this is how sick they are. Yeah. They try to justify voting to murder children. I want to tell your listeners to go to my uh, website. It's uh, willyougotohellforme.com. Willyougotohellforme.com. Look at the trailer and pre-order the DVD. It'll rock your world. And we're talking about this. This lie that they put into the black community, it says that uh, uh, you're supposed to be concerned about another person's racism. You're supposed to be concerned about your own racism. You're supposed to be concerned about you being complicit in murder. You should be concerned about you being complicit in taking children and destroying their lives by placing them in these, these no-good schools that will not educate them. That should be your concern as opposed to looking at somebody and saying, oh, I think he's a racist and he hurt my feelings. Therefore, I'm going to vote for this guy that's going to murder children. How sick is that? Very sick. We're speaking with Vince Vince Everett Ellison. Will you go to hellforme.com? A startling new documentary. Now, the subtitle is How Democrats Have Contaminated America's Soul and Why Voting for Them Can Keep You from Heaven. Now, I I have been, I think the same way as you do, Vince, and I've said it here and I've got beaten up for it. You cannot be Christian and a Democrat you cannot be Christian and vote Democrat. Um, and people say, oh, but I have wonderful Christian friends. They're Democrats. That's awful. You're making me cry when you say that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, <laughs> it's making me cry that you're defending baby killers, but whatever. Um, and then, you know, I, I talk with you and you're telling me that Margaret Sanger, the person who started Planned Parenthood for the very purpose of weeding out uh, disabled people, poverty-stricken people, people of color, that that after she dies, they create a legacy award, and Martin Luther King Jr. is one of the first recipients for his human rights. Before he died, he got this award, or before he was assassinated. And what what do you say about that? How do you... Uh, what What does that say about Martin Luther King Jr. being given this award in light of what we know about Margaret Sanger? You know what? First of all, I want to tell everybody that Martin Luther King, when I grew up, he's an icon in my household. I think his picture still hangs up in my father's home. When I was growing up, I had an auntie. Her name was, um, old, uh, she's my great aunt. Her name was Aunt Jenny. And she lived in an old house with uh, no indoor plumbing. And she had a wood heater. And she had one picture in her house. And it was Martin Luther King Jr. So I grew up, and, and, and him being an icon, I grew up 60 miles from Memphis, Tennessee, where he got shot. I went to Memphis State, where the Lorraine Motel was. So King was ever present in my life. 
And it was hard to go through all of this stuff and find out what I found out about it. I had to deal with what C.S. Lewis dealt with when he was dealing with Tolkien, because C.S. Lewis was an atheist. And Tolkien said, look, either Jesus Christ was who he said he was, or he was a, he was a liar, maniac. He can't, it ain't no metal ground. Mm-hmm. And when I started finding out all this stuff about Cain, I, I kept going back to what Jesus Christ said to his disciples when he was asked, how do you know a false prophet? And Jesus said, you know him by his fruit. Not by what he does, it says, but what he produces. Right. And when you look at the black community and see the condition that it's in, yeah. you have to, have to ask the question of these are the fruits. He said that, that, that every tree and every fruit would have the same kind. You won't get good fruit from a rotten tree or rotten fruit from a good tree. So if the black community is rotten, the tree and the leadership had to be rotten. And I started there. And so then you started finding out, number one, about, you know, King's Affairs and Ralph Abernathy saying in his book and the wall came coming down and King beat up Dorothy Cotton and slept with two women the night before the mountaintop speech, uh, after the mountaintop speech, right before he was assassinated. And you learned from the CIA that he was in the orgies and um, uh, that uh, um, uh, he was watching women get raped and was involved in, in drunken orgies and all this kind of stuff. And you listen to that and you say, okay. But then you start getting to the other stuff where you just, you know, find out he took up to you know, $600 equivalent to uh, today's money you know, from, 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 his communist handler in 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 five years that uh, he keeps telling people he was a Marxist according to the FBI, and uh, and then you know you find out he uh, that yeah he hooked up with Margaret Sanger and helped her produce the Negro Project where her aim was to basically weed out the black community. She called us human weeds uh, that uh, more for the fit, less for the unfit, and she um, got the black preacher to help her out. Martin Luther King Jr. was the number one black preacher. He was excommunicated from the black church for trying to bring the National Baptist Convention into the communist movement. And uh, they, they tried to take over the convention, and they killed a preacher on the floor of the convention in 1961. He was excommunicated from the National Baptist Convention, which means he was excommunicated from the black church. So he started his own sect of the Baptist church, of the progressive National Baptist Convention. And this is where Raphael Warnock, this is where he comes from. It's a it's a group of apostate weirdos, maniacs, mm. perverts <laughs> that have bastardized Christianity, and they bought politics into the black church. But worse than anything, they've bought a Marxist liberal type of politics. This is black. This is where black liberation theology comes from. The fact that black preachers are talking about racism, hatred, and envy all the time, where Jesus was the Prince of Peace. He talked us to to forgive, not to have envy. Your forebearance. Go forward. Don't look back. And the reason why black people are at the bottom of every social economic statistic in America right now is not because of white people. It's because of no good black preachers, no good black politicians, and no good black civil rights organizations. In our community, we've been sleeping with the enemy, and they're good at deflecting. And they'll say, it's not me. It's these white people. It's these white Republicans. That is a lie. This, this documentary, Will You Go to Hell for Me, explains this, that they are leading us to hell. We're already living in hell in America. You go to any ghetto, and you'll see that. You'll see how the people are living in squalor, families are destroyed, fighting, dope, illiteracy, you name it. You or me wouldn't want to live there. And yet they strut around asking to be reelected every two years like they've done a great thing. And they and this is what they want, Liz. They're not going to change it. And will you go to hell for me? Explains it. 
it explains to them that we no longer have policy disagreements with the Democrat Party. This isn't about taxes. This isn't about um, uh, uh, road construction and bridge construction. This is about these people actually committing murder and setting up a trap that's going to send people to hell when they die. And this is what they want. If you believe your Bible, they said these times would come. So now that they're here, we have to recognize them and understand that we are now dealing with an evil institution. And I'm just trying to warn people. I'm the mailman that just put your light bill in the mailbox that says, if you don't pay your light bill by Friday, your light's <laughs> going to get turned off. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I just, I'm just giving you yeah. the letter. You're voting for an evil institution. And if you keep on voting for them, you're going to go to hell. Vince, that simple. Now, if you don't like it, you know, hey, call me and we'll talk about it. Vince Everett Ellison, I just need to ask you one more question uh, before we go. I need to ask you about Congressman James Clyburn because it seems like you're describing exactly what his district is all about. It's something that has plunged into poverty. Um, and, and we know that the uh, home ownership has gone down and we know that's the pathway to wealth. Uh, uh, you know, for African-Americans and across the nation and this creation of this concept of, uh, you know, low-income housing or ghettos, as as you speak of, it just seems to me that um, th- they're enabling certain behaviors to continue and not lifting people out of poverty. Is that true about James Clyburn's district? Yeah, James Clyburn wrote the template for how to become powerful. If you're black, how to become powerful in the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. Keep your district poor, uneducated, and violent. Mm-hmm. Keep the people dependent upon government. See, the pain is the point. That's what George Orwell wrote about. That's how the communists do it. They demoralize the people. And then they tell them that, that you can't do and that uh, stay right here and I'll take care of you. It's like what uh, uh, Don Carlos Follow did to the hunchback in the hunchback of the day, Quasimodo. To, 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 to control them. You're black, you're poor, you're ugly, you're stupid. Everybody hates you. This is what they've done to these people. Yeah. They've demoralized them. They have demoralized them. And James Clyburn has set the template, and what did he do? They promoted him for it. Now, you would think that they would promote you for doing a very good job like you do on your job or anybody else's job, but that is a good job to them, Liz. This is not a mistake. This is a plan. Mm-hmm. The more you beat your people down in the black community, the more elite beat their people down, demoralizes them, keeps them uneducated. It's like the slave plantation. It's a cotton field. And James Clyburn is a, is a head house Negro. And, and I want you to loop this so that everybody will hear me say it. He's one of the evilest human beings ever walked the face of this earth. And if he doesn't repent, he's going to wake up in hell. Wow. He has done more harm mm-hmm. to the black community than anyone probably in the history of this nation. He's a horrible human being. And it's a shame what he's done to his district. It's a shame what he's done to the people of the United States of America. The amount of the amount of times he voted for abortion and partial birth abortion mm. and to take away school choice and to try to take away guns from people and to keep the borders open so the drugs and the fentanyl can come over. It's horrible what they've done. The people of Israel survived the Holocaust, went over in Palestine, which was a desert, started a nation and was in 20 years, they defeated a six Arab country in a war in six days. We have, we, 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 we have, the, 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 uh, we ended slavery over 150 years ago. And these jokers in the Black Caucus and Iron Triangle still can't find a brother a job. <laughs> They're not trying to yeah, do it. Yeah, right. This then, is what they want. 
Nobody's this stupid. Vince Everett Ellison is the uh, name of the man we're speaking with. You can go to willyougotohellforme.com and pre-order the movie, the documentary that will reveal all of this to you and uh, explain to you the history of this and show you uh, where it all is. And it's going to be released February 25th. And so you can go ahead onto the website now and pre-order it. And of course, his books um, are available. Vince Everett Ellison, thank you so much for joining us. Anything else you you wanted to add about the, the documentary? Liz, no, thank you very much for having me. This 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 documentary is just warning the people of the book, Muslim, Jews, and Christians, telling them that that um, as Jesus Christ said when uh, they asked him, "How do you know that you love God? How do you know that you are a follower of Jesus Christ?" He says, "How you treat your brother." He said, "How do I know you love me? That you've never seen? How can you love me that you've never seen and hate your brother who you've seen every day?" So he said, "How you treat your fellow man and your brother and your neighbor." determines whether or not you love and follow me. So how can you say you love your brother when you're castrating castrating them? When you're when you're when you are cutting off their breasts, when you're aborting them, when you're trapping them in failing schools and not allowing them to get an education, when you're allowing drugs to come over and kill them, when you're allowing uh, 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 hatred and envy and rioting, they don't love their brother. And if you don't love your brother, you can't love Jesus. So all of these Christians that walk around strutting talking about I love Jesus, I love Jesus and you're voting for people that will kill your brother, you're going to be held accountable for it. And all of you people that want to give this message to your friends, to your Christian brothers and sisters, like your, your black Christian brothers and sisters who try to justify facilitating murder because they think somebody might be a racist because they won't give them free stuff. You show them this film and tell them now that you know, you are going to be judged. And if you continue on the way that you're going, you're going to let the Democratic Party send you to hell. Will you go to hell for them? Don't go for them. They're not worth it. Don't let them send you to hell. Vince Everett Ellison, thank you so much for your time. And uh, good luck with the documentary. Looking forward to talking with you again. Thank you. Liz, thank you. You're, you're, you're an ace and you have a great show. And thanks, thank you. And I want to thank you people for taking time to listen to this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Liz Calloway and Nick Summers will be back in a few on Talk 94.5.